another episode of Tea Time. I'm one of your hosts, Elizabeth Urban. And I'm your other host, Erin Gessert. So today we're going to be talking, like last week, we have another heavy topic that we wanted to talk about today. Um, so last weekend, for homecoming weekend, a student on campus was um, verbally and physically assaulted by another student, or another former student, I believe, actually came out that they had dropped out of school. But regardless, um, the student, his name, their name is Jakai Martin. Uh, they're a queer and gender nonconforming student here at ISU. And apparently he was, the student used homophobic slurs before physically assaulting mm-hmm. Jakai. And now they're standing up and they're, you know, they're voicing what happened to them. And they're sharing their story really strong. And they're, they've gathered a lot of support on campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jakai's been very vocal. Um, they wrote a call of action that was spread all on social media. Um, there's a petition circulating um, with three demands. Um, and so we had a story up on the vedette um, that kind of like outlined the demands after talking with Jakai. Um, and so the first one is really centered around like an increase in um, counseling services for ISU students. And um, Jakai like just really spoke on the fact that like there aren't, you shouldn't have to wait a while, meaning like weeks, months to get an appointment with a counselor, Mm -hmm. especially when we as ISU students are allotted like 20 free sessions where it's like, so that was one of them. And then um, the second one was to have, um, this is a quote, um, a centralized space for queer students on campus that's easily accessible, but to the extent that students' privacy will be respected. And um, so they just really highlighted the fact that, like, this space would be, like, is, like, necessary so that students who do identify as queer know that they have a, a centralized space where they are welcomed in. Yeah, he did touch on, we do have the Multicultural Center here at ISU, Mm -hmm. which is just kind of more a collaborative space between all the different marginalized communities on campus. So Black Student Union is housed there. Um, ALAS, the, I don't remember actually what this stands for, but that's the Latin American Student Organization Mm -hmm. on campus. Um, The APAC, Asian Pacific American Coalition, is housed Mm -hmm. there, and so is Pride and Tribe, Mm -hmm. which... We do have organizations like Pride and the Queer Coalition who are, Pride represents uh, queer students on campus, whereas Queer Coalition represents uh, queer faculty members, which um, he also touched on in our interview with him that he didn't really feel like he could connect to Pride very well because he felt like they were kind of a suppressed group almost, mm-hmm. not necessarily on purpose by the university, but just like it felt like harder to find them. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't hear as much about them. Right. And, like, I feel like any organization, like, you need to have a strong presence Mm -hmm. to, like, really, like, affect people to know that, like, you are an organization and, like, you constantly, like, do things on campus. Especially when you are a group that is representing people who are traditionally suppressed and oppressed. Right. And I think Jakai really did make a good point because, like, I do think that with the whole multicultural center, I do think that there is a very, very big difference between, like, um, your ethnicity mm-hmm. and your sexual orientation. Like, I think that they had a very good point saying that there needs to be more than just 
a multicultural center because like what you said, like obviously the multicultural center is good, but I do think that there is a huge difference in like uh, multi like in multicultural in like your ethnicity versus like your sexual orientation. Yeah, like obviously queer people in themselves have kind of created a culture for themselves, but you know, a white queer person is gonna have a much different experience mm-hmm. than a black queer person. Which, like, obviously, having that space for um, different ethnic groups on campus is really useful. And I I've, I've know from other people telling me personally that it has been a great space for them. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, Pride also enjoys the space. I know that for a fact. But it's just a little different for their use, I think. Yeah. Not necessarily mm-hmm. that it's bad. It's just Jakai thinks that there needs to be just a designated space for queer students mm-hmm. on campus. And I feel like that is, if it wasn't needed months ago, it is very much so needed now. Absolutely. Because of what has happened. Like, not even just one, like, one incident, and now there's another incident. Mm-hmm. And, it, like, I don't know. I just, like, it kind of just, like, I think that, like, administration, what they do, kind of sets the tone of, like, what the university's culture is. Oh, Absolutely. Because, like, in stuff like this, you can't just sweep it under the rug. Mm -mm. And that's another thing. That was Jakai's, like, final demand was kind of, like, um, they said that they wanted a public apology from um, President Kinsey um, just because they expressed that, like, throughout, um, President Kinsey, in reaction to this, posted a, sent out a video. Mm -hmm. And um, Jakai mentioned that throughout the entire video, President Kinsey mentioned the LGBTQ plus community once. And it's like, that is the whole, like, that community is the community that's being affected. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, you can't just, like, beat around the bush. Mm -hmm. I will say, we obviously did a, when you do an interview like this, we also need to get the university side. So we talked to Eric Jomi, who is the director of media relations, and he did share an interesting point that I would have never thought of. Whereas, um... When situations like this happen where they are so high profile mm-hmm. and like affect immediately affect a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, that you do have to keep privacy in mind. And right. that he actually, quote, I'm gonna read this quote for right now. We can't, we can talk in general terms, but not details about the investigation or privacy or in legal matters. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense. No, it does but make sense. I feel like they could have still been more specific than they were in the video message. And plus, Jakai brought up a good point that a lot of people don't read those messages mm-hmm. that they send through the emails, and especially a video message, because then you have to open the link through your email, and it takes you to a browser extension. If you're reading this on your phone, then you have to turn your data on and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I, what Jomi said, like, that does make sense. Like, obviously, like, the university is an institution. They can't just, like, go about spreading everyone's business. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, in situations like this, people who are in a higher-up position need to be vocal on things that can so easily just be brushed under the rug. Absolutely. Like, I understand privacy, and, like, the thing is, though, Jakai has been so vocal about this. Mm-hmm. Like, they want people to know about what happened so that, like, this doesn't happen again, or just so, like, to, like, raise awareness that, like, stuff like this, like, literally happened... Yeah, like... Right on... It was an off-campus party, but it was right 
in the yeah, area. Two blocks away from the from right. the immediate campus. Right. And obviously the party that they were attending was like almost filled with solely ISU students. Right. Maybe like homecoming. a couple family members here yeah. and there or like alums. But like it's so much of the ISU community was involved in what happened to him or like yeah. witnessed what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Right. And it's like it, it was like two or three weeks ago was everything that happened with the Kaposig vandalism. Mm-hmm. That happened September 28th or 29th. I, no, I yeah, think it was I the 28th. Was the 28th yeah. And today we're filming this on the 21st of October. So almost yeah. like Three next weeks. week will be a, a full month yeah. since that happened. And in the, in the span of less than a month, two homophobic attacks have happened on campus, yeah. which is simply unacceptable. Right. And to put it in simple terms, unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And that's why I also think that Jakai's point of the campus kind of needs to make a more specific announcement about it mm-hmm. is, like, this isn't, like, you know, I feel like more so the Kappa Sigma vandalism got more so swept under the rug, uh-huh. in my personal opinion, than this. But that's because Jakai has been speaking up. Right. And obviously the fraternities and the sororities aren't going to speak right. up as much because... Uh-huh. And also it it is, like... It is a very different situation, too, mm-hmm. because, like, like the vandalism, like, not to say that, like, I feel like uh, with the, with Jakai's situation, like, that happened to an actual person. Mm-hmm. It was rather, targeted. It was targeted, and, like, it was, like, physical rather than, like, a spray paint, which obviously unacceptable, but I do think that they are, like, two very different situations. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But like we've been talking about, Jakai has obviously been super, super vocal about this, and we're very grateful that he mm-hmm. has been. So many of the students at this university also have been. Like you mentioned, he made a petition, and it's he created this petition. Let's see. I feel like I first saw it, like, literally the day after homecoming or Three something. days ago? Four days ago, I believe? It was. Mm. Um, but either way, in the span of less than a week, this petition has garnered over... 2,500 signatures. Currently, I'm looking at it as 2,547 signatures. At the time that we wrote our article on Wednesday, it had 1,900. So, like, it's picking up steam. Yeah. People are noticing it. People have been, you know, reaching out. People want updates on this story. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a safety concern. It is. Not just, like, an image problem for the university. Like, Mm -hmm. students deserve to feel safe on campus. Yeah. Like, they should be, they should feel safe on campus, but they should also feel that they can go to a homecoming party and not be assaulted. Mm-hmm. And in, if that were to happen, that the university that they pay thousands of dollars for has their back. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll straight up say that. I don't want to go to a university that doesn't support all types of students. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, I don't want to go somewhere that just so, like, won't address the issues at hand. Yeah. Like... I, wanna, I don't. Yeah, like, I want to be proud to put ISU in my like my mm-hmm, Instagram bio or right. something like that. Like and I have like, Illinois State class of twenty three. Mm-hmm. I want to be a proud alum, and I don't want to have to look back on this school and be like, mm-hmm. that was really gross right. on behalf of the mm-hmm. university. It just it kind of not to not to make this on me, but <laughs> when I was in high school, there was an older. She was uh, two years two grades older than me, um, who committed suicide, and my high school did such a poor, poor job talking about it. They wouldn't even talk about it. They wouldn't even say the word suicide. They, like, they just didn't, they beat around the bush 
to the point where it's like you need to just address it so that people like can openly talk about it so that they can like process what has happened because mm-hmm. I think that like with any situation like you need to just even though it is like uncomfortable and there are privacy issues at hand like someone from the administration needs to just say like that we are in support with you mm-hmm. because you can't be against them yeah it's like the the language of saying like this goes against our our codes of conduct this is against the core values of the university is different than like like if president kinsey wrote a statement herself being like right. i don't support this yeah this is not a reflection of who mm-hmm. i want who i want this university to be right you there's know? like in the message i feel like by just saying like this doesn't align with our core values like that lacks so much empathy Exactly. That's exactly what I was looking for. It lacks just, yeah. empathy. It lacks empathy. It read where, so much like a press release yeah. and just like a, mm-hmm. like a, like the statement that you would see on a website, it read like that, but like there's a person there. Mm-hmm. So you want it to be more empathetic than that. Right. And like when we, when we spoke with Jakai, um, they point, they mentioned like this quote and it was like something along the lines of like, if you're like neutral if you, or like if a you're bias- neutral in the term, in the times of oppression or you're you're siding with the oppressor yeah. is essentially what it is. Which is true because, I don't know, like, you can't just, like, not say anything. And you can't, you also can't say something that just is so press release mm-hmm. You When like, it's literally one of your students got assaulted at a homecoming party. Yeah, like, Jakai has posted his pictures online. He was bleeding from the assault. Oh my God. Like, he, like, had a, a puffed up lip, mm-hmm. a bruised face, like... This, this wasn't just like, a, oh, he got like, like obviously it would still be a problem if he, he just got like pushed or slapped or something mm-hmm. like that. But like he was physically injured. Yeah. And not to mention the emotional turmoil that comes with being called slurs that he mentioned in our interview. Like he's grew up hearing those yeah, slurs I as remember, an yeah. open and out queer person, which is, again, not okay at all. Right. No one should be using those slurs. And that's obviously something the university needs to take a stance against. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then besides the point that the university needs to support Jakai through this process, it speaks a lot to the queer members on campus who weren't, who haven't been impact or experienced a situation like Jakai and mm-hmm. are very lucky to have not experienced a situation like that because it sounds immensely traumatizing. Mm-hmm. But again, to, not just from our perspective as just like a regular student on campus, but like if I was a member of Pride and I see my you know, somebody who's in my community, somebody mm-hmm. that I heavily relate to, and the university's not taking them seriously, how emotionally affected I would be mm-hmm. is, like, ridiculous. Yeah. And, again, another important effect of, like, I get. When this event first happened, uh, I, when the event with Kappa Sigma happened, the university released a statement. Or, no, the university did not release a statement. That was part of the problem. But, you know, everybody who did release a statement on the event included the link to student counseling services and being like, you need to take, you know, take advantage of these services if you've been affected by Mm -hmm. this. But a lot of those statements included anyone affected by this, you know. Mm -hmm. The same goes for Jakai's situation where even though Jakai is obviously the main person who's been affected by this and they've, you know, have shared they are Mm -hmm. affected and they're taking the active steps to help with their situation, like... Members on campus who didn't weren't, you know, there at the party or anything mm-hmm. can still be incredibly affected by this. Oh, for sure. It's just like kind of the whole, like this was a little bit more prevalent years ago, but like with kind of women speaking up after being raped, mm-hmm. and it's like when you hear that type of stuff, like 
the thing is, though, stuff like this has probably happened to other people on campus that haven't spoken up about it. Oh, absolutely. So it's like, but when you see how the university handles it, those people that, like, have or have not been affected by it, like, it just, like, it shows you, like, where you're putting your money in. Yeah, and, and, like, how they, how the university treats all people. And for the people who haven't spoken up, they're like, maybe they've experienced something similar to see how the university is handling a situation like this and you don't approve of how they're handling it. It discourages you from wanting right. to come out with your story. That's the thing. And that's, like, exactly, like, how when women and men, like, say that they were raped and, like, they aren't believed, that just kind of creates a cycle of silence mm -hmm. and just, like, not speaking up. Yeah, it's already hard to put yourself in the center of public attention like yeah. this and to have, you know, voices bouncing back and forth from all sides because mm -hmm. even though Jakai has mentioned that, like, he has received so much support from so much of the student body and a lot of the faculty mm -hmm. on campus, he has mentioned that a couple of hate groups have also reached out to him and similar people That's who cool. have experienced similar situations mm -hmm. and, like, you know, accused them of lying or, yeah. again, calling them slurs in their DMs and stuff like right. that. Which is just, that's, and that's why that quote of, like, when you're neutral inside an injustice, you're siding with the impress, oppressor is so important. Mm -hmm. Because when the university takes a stance that, like, makes them appear more neutral in the situation, it enables people who have hateful beliefs to mm -hmm. be more vocal. Yeah. Which is the problem that we saw with the 2020, you know, Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. protests is when our president did not actively support then people got more vocal about their yeah. perspective. But that's besides the point. We're talking about this. <laughs> but yeah, we just, it's so important for everybody to be supportive. Like this is, campus should be a place that everybody feels safe at. Everybody feels supported. Everybody feels like they have some place to go to be supported. Mm -hmm. And when we tend to brush these things over and be like, oh, this was, a, this was out of the blue. This, that never happens here. Like, for something like this to happen twice in less than a month, mm -hmm. kind of, I again, and Jakai pointed this out as well, it <clears throat> speaks to a bigger issue. Yeah, it does. Like, this isn't just a coincidence. Like, mm -hmm. homophobia has been a problem at ISU. Mm -hmm. uh, since all of this has been going around, a video has also been circulating on social media from 2019 mm -hmm. of a member from a fraternity. I don't remember which one. It was Kappa Sig. Oh, perfect. A member from Kappa Sigma in 2019 posted, or was filmed voicing his deep hate for the gay people on just it, in life and which is a disgusting video it's yeah so frustrating mm -hmm. that views like this still exist in 2022 you know we're it's almost 2023 right but yeah just again if you or anyone you know have been affected by this please 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 take advantage of student counseling services even if they are a little backed up right now or, you know, reach out to a private counseling mm -hmm. service and really get some help or talk to family and friends. Yeah. No, I was going to say that. I was going to say if you can't find, if you can't schedule an, a counseling appointment, like at your earliest convenience, you know, talk to someone who will listen to you and like you feel comfortable sharing with. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just support each other in times like these and sign the petition if you haven't already. Mm -hmm. Like, I know as journalists, we're supposed to be as objective as possible, but, you know, this isn't really a situation where I would think that objectiveness is the best no, stance you can't, to take. Because, like, yeah, and it's, like, our job to, like, share p other people's stories. And I think yeah. 
in situations like this, like, there is no other side. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't not be in support of someone who was assaulted on mm-hmm. campus. Like, there's just no justification for the other side. Yeah. So, we're speaking today as students, and just please, please support each other on campus. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this has been today's episode of Tea Time. Once again, I'm one of your hosts, Elizabeth Urban. And I'm your other host, Erin Gesser. Thanks for listening.